Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. I am a sweaty, disgusting <laughs> Jordan Steinhoff. So a day ending in Y. That's no. right. That's right. <laughs> and we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Your inner geek is doing the last live stream we're going to do for a while. Unless we figure out something else out or our Patreon goes up to at least 100 bucks a month. As of tomorrow, Mixler is... Getting rid of the free version that we use to live stream, so this is it. Until we can either afford that or look at a couple other alternatives. You know, we could do the the YouTube thing, we could do the Twitch thing, but we got people that kind of listen on their phones and everything else, so that may not help us. We actually might lose some stream listeners <laughs> off of that because we, you know, have so many to lose right now. You know, we got Mike and an Elsewhere. Yeah, that elsewhere could be Chris. Could be. So yeah, last live stream for a while. Not we're not completely taking it off the table, but we need some other options for us to be able to continue to do it. Hey elsewhere, assuming you're not on the road right now, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter and, and let us know who you are and where you are. <laughs> there you go. Game reviews. Plural. plural. I said it. Sponsored by Grey Gnome Games. That's plural as well. <laughs> GNG. Uh, thank you, Grey Gnome, for sponsoring us over on Patreon. And tonight we're going to talk about, well, we're going to do a full review and then a uh, expansion. We're going to talk a little bit about an expansion. If you were around for the last episode, you probably already know what those were. I think we actually discussed it during the, well, I don't know. Depending on how editing goes, you may or may not know that. <laughs> so I think we're going to start with... Depending on how editing goes on this one, you may not hear this conversation. <laughs> that's, that's true. This is the part about live stream I'm going to miss. People trying to re- figure out what, what does and does not stay. <laughs> uh, we're going to review Sushi Dice this evening. Uh, chop. Chop. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> So it is a two to six player uh, dice game. Plays in about fifteen minutes, uh, and this is—I uh, want to say pressure luck, but it's not really pressure luck. I mean, you just keep going. <laughs> it's so it's in that vein of pressure luck, though. It's and the fifteen minutes is spot on. I mean that we've played multiple well, games. Unless we waited for you to complete a meal, <laughs> that's not fair. One. No. One. Yeah, one. I'm down to one die and can't get it. 
Stupid dice. So me and dice don't get along, and this is strictly a dice game. <laughs> well, there's dice and cards. And, and a bell. You ruined it. Orders up. We get a bell. <laughs> so it, it plays two to six players, but only two players are going to be actually like rolling the dice at, a, at any given time. So there are some cards, and on those cards they have the different icons for the different parts of sushi. So basically you're trying to build a sushi platter out of your six dice. And whoever is the first one to build one of three, there are three out, uh, whoever the first one of the two people rolling dice can build. So two people are rolling the dice. There's there's three orders of sushi up. First one that can roll one of them gets it. You can re-roll your dice anytime you want. So if you've already started setting aside for like one, you can decide to switch if you want to. And then some dice have a bad symbol on them. Kind of like a a black skull. If so, so here's where everybody sitting around the table is still kind of involved, even though two people are rolling the dice. And again, it's six dice. You're trying to get uh, a combination on for three different cards, so it goes pretty quick. And you're rolling pretty quick. You're you're constantly rolling. So if your opponent notices that you have one of the black skulls rolled before you can re-roll it, they can yell yuck. And then that means you have to re-roll all of your dice. Everybody else at the table is watching both players because if they notice that both players have a black skull, they yell chop, and that com- that ends the turn. And the person that yelled chop gets a set of dice, and then the person who has the least cards is their opponent. Otherwise, if one of the players gets it, they get the card and the dice pass. And then depending on number of players, so like two players, the first person to get six platters, three to four players, the first person to get five platters, and then five to six is the first person to get four platters wins. And so that that's it. I mean, if somebody grabs one, the dice will pass to the left, which means one of the people potentially or will still be playing if, if it's a pass to the left kind of situation. They'll get two turns in a row. Otherwise, the, the chop, yelling of the chop, kind of mixes up the turn order. But again, depending on how that goes, then you know the pass to the left will happen uh, depending on one of those, those two players. So like I said, it plays in about 15 minutes, and that's accurate. Again, and setup is super easy. Two players get the dice, their set of dice, and then three cards go out, and you start rolling. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much that. So, components for sushi dice. What do you think, sir? I think this is one of the best dice and bell gamed <laughs> component componented games that I've ever played. The cards are good. The cardboard that the meals that you're building come on are pretty good. They're not too flimsy. They've mm. got nice color. The images of the meals that you're trying to build are all easily recognizable. The dice are, for the most part, okay. I've got no real complaints. The images on the dice match the images in the rules, but those images themselves are not necessarily easily understood. I didn't necessarily suss what some of the individuals were before I looked at the book. No, well, not the, even look the at cards. The, no, you had to 
Yeah, there is no. Yeah, you had to. It's just on the cards. Yeah. And then what else we got? Other than the yuck symbol or the yeah. the black black skull, that's the only one that's actually mentioned. Because again, the uh, the rules are it's just a, overstating. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a two page sheet of mini paper. It's like a small poster because this is a pretty small box. So there's not much to the rules. And then of course there is the bell. The bell. This is an excellent bell, deserving of any <laughs> hotel front desk or fast food walk-in. It sounds excellent. It serves its purpose well. It has a clear cutting sound to let you know the bell has been rung, and yet it does not last too long. No. I think the components are more than passable. Yeah. I think my only complaint about the components are they could have differentiated the dice a little bit more, especially if two people are rolling next to each other in, in case they slide across the table. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a white and an off-white. So they're very similar, and if you don't have good lighting, they're going to look very similar, so don't roll into each other. But that's that's it, and it's that's minor. I mean, you're pretty much trying to keep your dice close to you anyway because you want to scoop them up and roll them as fast as possible. You don't necessarily want somebody to see your black skull or or you want to get to roll that as soon as possible. Chop your ding. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a minor gripe. But other than that, I agree. The I mean, in my mind even, because you're not really I guess you shuffle them a little bit maybe right at the start of the game, but mm-hmm. you're not shuffling the platter cards. You're just revealing them. This is actually pretty good quality then for something that you're not really doing anything yeah. in. I mean, this this is actually better than Hogwarts Battle Cards, which you shuffle well, all the time. Most things are. <laughs> I mean, uh, the image on the cards are very nice, and the logo on the back is all. Everything is like not quite full card, but big enough that everything is easily recognizable. Yeah. So yeah, the the dice are, are decent. The icons on there are actually pretty good. You can match them to the cards pretty decently the only thing i don't know and this i got a promo card with this somehow because this was like an impulse buy for me and the pro (laughs) yeah well sushi dice and you know we like sushi it's a quick game i figured this would be a good one for megan and then we ended up playing we played it i don't know how many times now not enough (laughs) but the promo card has one of the yuck symbols on it so I don't know how you deal with that. I just I've just been leaving it out. It's not even it's not on Board Game Geek. I can't find it anywhere. Is that the last thing you have to roll? Then you know that kind of thing. Because otherwise, you got to throw the normal window, normal rolls out the window if that card is in the mix, right? Because mm-hmm. it's you have to have it for one of them, but you can't tell everybody to re-roll every time they grab it. So I just have been leaving it out. But again, it's a promo card. It's not part of the the. Um, actual game it came taped to the outside of my box so it's like all right but yeah components are good so i guess we'll go ahead and move on to mechanics the mechanics for sushi dice are really simple again it's not going to take you long to figure out what you got to do because it's rolling dice and matching the symbols to a card uh there you go (laughs) it's a little bit more complex than 40k talisman so for what it is, I mean, what did you think of the mechanics? For I mean, <laughs> other than the mystery yuck card, which we <laughs> kind of discount, it's it's simple: roll, match, and yuck or chop. 
Yep. If you're an active roller, you're looking for the yuck. And if you're not one of the active rollers, you're looking for the chop. It's it's really simple. You do one thing. All right. So now we'll talk about the rules for Sushi Dice. <clears throat> and again, we're talking about a little mini poster, two-sided kind of rule thing. Uh, you know, what we've said is pretty much the rules. Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about, there is a star. That is a wild. There is a wild. There is a, a wild, but also some cards require the require wild. The wild. Yeah. And the wild isn't on every die, and I don't think the the yuck symbol or the the skull is on every die either. So that that is one thing you gotta kinda watch out for when you're playing the game is if you're rolling to get something, make sure it's on the die you're rolling. <laughs> That that can happen. Or you will watch your opponents <laughs> do three meals and taunt you the whole time. But yeah, the, so the rules are are dead simple. Again, it's a quick little two page thing, and like oh, we didn't cover it in mechanics. Okay, the purpose of the bell is to indicate you've completed oh. your your dish. Mm-hmm. Once you've got all the dice, you <laughs> ring the bell. That ends the round. Exactly. <laughs> Rules, dead simple, and works for this game. There's, like, nothing to really look up other than try to find out if you get the promo card, how the hell do you incorporate the promo card. <laughs> and you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything to add? No. About, about, about this? Here, I'll flip it. How about that side? You got anything the, to say the about that side? looks <laughs> tight on both sides. <laughs> Good typeface. All right, teachability of Sushi Dice. Again, with the rules and the easy mechanics, this is very much a filler fluff game, so it's not going to be that difficult to teach anybody. Correct. <laughs> um, and it's you're, you're not going to be reading word for word the rules <laughs> to everybody every time you have to teach it. Uh, Even if you did, it should still only take you yeah. two to three minutes. <laughs> so very, very teachable game. All right, replayability of Sushi Dice, what do you think? And how many times in a row would you play it? Well, we (laughs) we did it three times in a row the first time we played, right? Something like that. It was end of a night kind of thing or something. And I would have been happy to continue. This has enough fun and socialization and ball busting going back and forth. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's as close to a party game as you can be without actually being a party game. Because um, everybody's involved, even if you're not the active die roller, and if somebody gets stuck rolling one die for a minute and they can't <laughs> finish their recipe, I mean, there's lots of options to just talk smack that you know probably won't be returned because then you'll win. It's it's a fun game. It's enjoyable. I think replayability is pretty darn high, and I don't have an upper limit on this. I think it would be more of a because it just goes by so quick. Mm-hmm. It would be more of a when when somebody else gets tired of it. Yeah, I think the few times that we've played it, we we've always played it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Even when it was like, I think the last time we played, it was you guys were pretty much ready to go. We had, we had just gotten our butts handed to us by Hogwarts Battle again. Everybody was kind of down, and it was just like, all right, let's play one game where we can all win real quick before you guys go. And I think even that night we played at least three or four times. Yeah. It was just like we were done, and either you or Sarah was like, "Okay, let's another one. We're ready. Let's one more time." And it is—it's one of those type of games where it's just like, "Okay, one more time," because it is so quick. 
Um, and it's so easy and like, there's no, okay, well let's reset the board and all that mm-hmm. stuff. There's just, okay, give me the dice. Let's go. Um, Sushi dice year seven where you add yeah. <laughs> <the> puffer fish. <laughs> so it, it is very replayable. Um, it's it's not replayable from the aspect of oh look we're seeing new things all the time or anything like that like we talk about with other games it's just so quick and fast and just fun and I do like that they keep everybody involved even if you're not rolling the dice I mean it's it's minimal but it is something and you're looking for it and and you know it's that whole can you get it out before they re-roll the die the dice and all that kind of stuff so it's very very fun and I agree with you as far as how many times I mean. Every time we've played it, we've kept playing and we've played it multiple times. I haven't been at a point where I've been like, okay, we got to stop now. It's been like, okay, will we play again? Yeah, let's play again. Yeah, let's play again until somebody like you guys are ready to go or something like that. I don't know if I have an upper limit either. I mean, it's, I'm not going to have a game night where it's like, you're coming over and all we're playing is sushi dice. We're doing sushi dice for five (laughs) hours. It's our extra life event is sushi dice for 24 hours. I don't know if I'd go that far, but people are just giving us money and not showing up. They're paying us to not play this game. But it, I, I'm never going to be upset if somebody wants to break it out, and I'm never going to be upset if we play it more than five, six, you know, whatever times because it does play so quick. So, mm-hmm. all right, theme for sushi dice. What do you, what do you think? I, I mean, I guess it's there. You, you, you couldn't. <laughs> retheme this to be anything and still be sushi dice and you, and you couldn't call sushi dice and change everything up it's got nice chopsticks it's got nice pictures of you know little sushi rolls and a variety thereof i i, I suppose it says sushi dice and you kind of think a little bit about sushi but mostly and that's probably just, why they did the white and off white yeah kind of deal Mostly you're just trying to get six of green or six of purple or, or one of everything. <laughs> See, here's where I'm I'm going to call a little bit of BS on the theme. Because I have never been to a sushi place that makes sushi that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's, you know, again, it's a fun little filler game. It's, it's there. Like I said, the pictures are cute. They're kind of cartoony. They match the icons. And, like I said, that's probably why they did the white off-white kind of thing even though i wish they wouldn't have a little bit but it, it's all there and the the bells there you you know your orders up and all that good stuff it it works it works the is bell it, adds a lot yeah. to the game is it s- steeped in theme no <laughs> that would have been interesting though you have to roll your dice with chopsticks <laughs> fun factor slash overall for sushi dice go Fun factor, high. I, I think it's a really fun game. It's simple. You can knock out a bunch in a row and not really be tired of it. Uh, fun factor, high. Fun factor, I completely agree with you. Now, you know, this isn't the deepest game. This isn't, you know, if, if all you want to play is a Euro, this is not your game. <laughs> but if you... Sushi Dice, the worker placement <laughs> edition. <laughs> but if you're looking for a fun filler, if you're looking for something... Hey, we're waiting for some more people to show up, whatever, something like that. This is a good game for that. We've had a lot of fun with it. We've added it into, maybe it's because 
we always play it after we get our butts kicked. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I think it's a better end-of-the-night game than starter, because this isn't going to get you primed for anything, but after you've just got your ass kicked by a dude with a purple turban or a pair of ugly kids for like the 17th time... <laughs> You want something to get out there and have a laugh with. Yeah, I don't know if we're. I don't know if that skewed our review, but <laughs> but we've enjoyed the game, so we definitely recommend Sushi Dice. The game's a six, but it's a ten after Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, after you get your butt kicked from year six for the eight hundredth time in a row, and have you know decided to quit summer school, and you're just going to take a year abroad. <laughs> Because apparently you can't make it in wizard school. Uh, yeah, so very high. We, we've we enjoyed it. It's pretty much going to become, I think, almost a staple for us, uh, you know, to, to be at least within reach if we want to end a night with something like that. It'll be around. So uh, we definitely recommend it. Sushi mm-hmm. dice. So we're going to look at Clank Sunken Treasures. treasures. Now, we're not going to go through our typical all the way through because this is... An expansion to the game. We already covered the rules and all that stuff. It doesn't really add a lot to the rules, really, but it adds some new components and a slightly different way to maybe play. So component-wise, you get another double-sided board, so that's cool. This one, it gives you a little like underwater area. So Clank first game has a double-sided board, but it's above ground, or not above ground, it's just under the town or castle or whatever, and then the depths. I can't remember what they call the... It's whatever. So this one gives you that, you know, a little bit under the castle, a little bit of the depths, and then slightly under that is some water area. Again, it's a double-sided board as well. Aren't both sides under the ship? Is it a ship? I thought so. I thought... I don't know. Sure. (laughs) I don't have the board in front of me. Well, that was bad planning. Damn it. You get a market board, which is pretty cool. That could have almost been part of the first one. And basically the market board is just the things that you can buy in the market you put off to the side. In Clank itself, you put them right on the board, on the spaces. In this one, you just put it off the side. And when you go to the market spaces, you can buy anything off the market board. You get some new dungeon cards, dungeon deck cards, 35 of those. Uh, some of those are water related, so you know you got like what was it like the mermaid and the uh, the, the mermaid grants you a bonus crystal, here in the water. Crystal fish. Yeah. The the goblin has a companion now. The goldfish. Yep. And you can only fight the goldfish in a water space. Yep. And then you get another major secret to add to the major secrets that you put out in the regular clank, and then two more minor secrets. That you add in with the other minor secrets from Clank. And then you get two scuba tokens, which go into the marketplace, which if you can probably put two and two together, the scuba helps you when you're underwater. So general setup is pretty much the same as the other. What if I can't put two and two together? Well, then you're probably going to die in the water. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Um. So Sunken Treasures, the setup is pretty much the same other than you're probably going to use the board from Sunken Treasures. And then you'll, you know, you add the scuba tokens into the marketplace like we talked about. You add the goldfish next to the goblin. So you, you don't replace the goblin. The goblin is still there to kick around. 
I still say that there's a missed opportunity there to make this a goblin fish so that you're always kicking around the goblin, but okay. <laughs> goldfish. Because you feel a little wrong, don't you? I'm going to smack the goldfish. I'm going to smack the Sounds goblin like has a good. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to smack the goblin for two. All right. That. Yeah, that sounds a little bad, too, now. <laughs> uh, and then you take the major secrets and minor secrets, again, mix them in with the other ones and put them all out. The Sunken Treasures board does have extra spots, so you'll get most of the minor and and major secrets out. And then pretty much, I mean, you take the 35 cards that come with it, you shuffle them in with the other dungeon deck cards, and you're good to go. After that, you're pretty much playing... Clank like you're used to. The biggest difference is swimming. So when you're in the underwater area, if you start your turn in a spot that is underwater, you have to end your turn out of the water or have scuba gear. Otherwise, you take damage. That's one of the bigger changes. Uh, One of the other changes is some of the tunnels now produce clank, and some of the tunnels... If you don't have scuba gear, it costs you extra movement. And that is pretty much it um, mm-hmm. for for new stuff. So what did you think of, not, I mean, just across the board, not only the components, but what it added to the game, since we're not really going to go through our, our normal rubric. I think this is a solid add. There's enough new in mechanics, you know, the flippers for movement, scuba, going into the water, clank penalty instead of monster penalty that kind of stuff and 35 new cards is a pretty good card add for, to, to put into this into mm-hmm. the main deck so i think overall it's a pretty solid expansion it gives you just enough new stuff to uh, to make you want to you know keep going see the new stuff as mm-hmm. you get to it and a different board the sideboard is definitely a good add to get all the marketplace stuff off the marketplace, off the main board, I should say. It's mm-hmm. definitely a good ad, like you said before. That probably could have been in the first game. Overall, this is a really solid ad to the game. It's more of what Clank is. If you like Clank, this is a good solid ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and almost almost all of it can be used with the main board if you want to go back to the, the regular board. It's a few things would have changed. You know, anything that has to be fought underwater could kind of come out. And like when you and I were talking about it, I, as far as I'm concerned, I would just remove it as it comes up. Yep. Uh, so you don't even have to worry about trying to sort through the entire deck to take everything out. You can just grab the board and play and go, okay, well, we don't have water. Take it aside. But so it, it works good with the, the board that you get. And most of the stuff will work with the main board as well. It does add, you know, we already said this was high replayability and all that stuff the first time last episode when we reviewed Clank. This adds to that re- replayability. This adds, you know, you not only do you get another board, you get some more cards, some more major and minor secrets, stuff like that, which is pretty cool. I mean, even after we got done playing, you and I were kind of looking through the cards to see some of the new stuff that we might not have s- seen while we were playing, and we were discovering stuff from Clank itself along with the new cards. So there's a lot of replayability. I mean, especially for just playing it two-player you know, you're not going to get through all the cards, all that stuff. I, I will say, too, the one thing that was nice is, like, our game was pretty tight. It was pretty yeah. close in score. Yeah. So it wasn't really a runaway. And I think even our first game was kind of like that, too, and our, of regular Clank. When we were playing regular Clank, I think our, our scores were pretty close. And, and even and those I was worried about a little bit. I thought there was a runaway there. 
I've just discovered, I've figured out what Renegade's nefarious plan is. <laughs> what is that? They're going to put out two or three more Clank expansions, and then the last thing they're going to put out is a Legacy-style campaign. Oh. <laughs> it's unfortunate that I'll never get that. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say, too, we forgot to add, one of the things that they added more of in this expansion is more of a like a discard ability. So yep. your your cards, some of the newer cards, do more things if you discard them instead of playing them or discard a different card instead mm-hmm. of playing them. So all in all, a solid add to, to Clank. Uh, anything you want to add for the expansion here before we uh, move on? Can't wait for the Legacy expansion. Shut Come up. on, Renegade. Shut up. You're, are you buying that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will play somebody else's <laughs> Legacy game. Yeah, it's it's a solid ad. If you already like Clank and you don't have this one, definitely pick it up. So there you go. That uh, is our episode. Like I said... This is uh, our final live stream for a little bit uh, until either our Patreon grows or we figure something else out that we can make sure most people can use. Um, we don't want to alienate anybody, but so if you've got some ideas or if you you know if you want to say, hey, I would listen to you if you streamed on YouTube or I'd, I'd show up or I or Twitch or whatever, um, some other version, let us know. Uh, otherwise, we're kind of waiting for us to be able to afford Mixler again at this point. Uh, because we at least know we get roughly, you know, anywhere from two to six people at any given time through here. So we'd love to start it back up. And with that, I guess we'll wrap an episode. So I'm Jeff King. And I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeky Voyage, a geek and pop culture blog that explores a variety of fandoms and many pop culture favorites from film, television, music, and various other topics, with liberal doses of humor, quirky musings, and heavy fangirling thrown in. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. Viewers, thanks. We-